processing. Here we are. My brain hurts from that. <laughs> hey, well, always no on time, never on time, but I'm never late either. I'm always on time, but I'm however it go. Yeah, Lee, you gonna try to uh let the numbers count a second or are we just jumping in right now? Yeah, give it. I mean, let's, yeah, I mean, we got one person, I'm pretty sure they, they're that's, not here. That's Jenny, <laughs> you know, we live now though. Somebody got their volume cut up on their other device because I can hear background. I don't know. I ain't even got. What about that? Is that is that me? Can you hear me? Is it that what could you be hear? the echo coming from your computer, Neil, or if you got your phone or something else open. I don't oh, even. Let's act like we act like we've done this before. <laughs> I know, right? Man, I feel like it worked. Jenny said, I count. Avery Kelly's watching. All right, Wally. The dude. Golly, man. It is. It is. Today is Wednesday. Yes, it is. All right, man. So here we are. Here we go. Uh, let's get up on this thing. Okay. So, everybody, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Here we are for episode three, season two of brothers from another <laughs> today is a great day to have a great day when you are tuned in with bfa to treyway we will not dive into all of the aspects of life but as you can see now we are a party of three and this is what you will get moving forward and we will continue to bring the content just like you see we as three uh before we get started though um we have some stuff uh, take place with a friend of ours, um, Intel Lakes, one of our high school alumni uh, friends, lost his sister. Um, actually, the day after we re uh, we pre-recorded episode two, so that's why it was not mentioned. Uh, she did have her um, homegoing service today, so just giving them a shout out and you know sending prayers and love to him and his family. Of course, um, very very tricky situation for me based on what's going on with my sister, um, my baby sister as well. And even when we were at Fort Campbell, man, his, uh, his family was just very gracious um, when I was going through everything with my family. And then when I was there with my dad and stuff was going on with us, you know, they used to have me over at the house all the time. Um, his parents, you know, would always like pray with me, pray for me. And they always allowed me and him to like, keep, you know, sometimes when you see children that have bad stuff going on in their household you don't really want your kids to be around that or you don't want your child to be with that child in case something rubs off and they never they never gave me that you know it was always they knew me and q were really close and you know everybody did so um i am i'm deeply affected by what happened you know last week and talking to them just trying to keep his spirits up and just, you know, let him know that we're thinking and praying about him, you know, you know, praying for him and his family. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's kind of where we are with that. Um, there's no follow up or that or anything that we need to, you know, throw out there to add to that, you know, so 
now where we are currently right now with episode three. Like I said, man, we are we're finally here. Uh, episode three to compass speaks. So this is this is this is very important because we have been trying to. I don't want to say poke the bear here, but we've been trying to get the we've been trying to get rid of the humble pie so we can really just get y'all to see and and feel the vibes of what we get from this man on a daily basis in the group text, whether it's a voice recording, whether it's a text message, or whether it's a video while he's driving two hours to and from work every day. So uh, tonight's topic is critical race theory crt and we are going to dive into the world of education i am here of course my name is philly p mr p alexander wally himself here with our usual moderator mr mj mj fade away perfect the lucky lefty mr preston gathers with the follow-through as usual and uh the host for what we are going to be doing i will be moderating but our host our proctor, our leader for the evening, the Cornelius D, Mr. MC, the Compass, Cornelius McCall. Take it away. The Compass will show you how. I'm not even on beatbox. I ain't even on beatbox. There you go. Tell us how y'all doing. Yeah, man, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Beautiful people, beautiful people, kings and queens. What's the deal? Philly P, man, I did not deserve that introduction, bro. You know what I mean? But I appreciate you, man. Humble pie. Cool. You feel me? Oh, absolutely. Uh, PK, man, uh, I appreciate you, bro, for allowing me to speak my piece on tonight and on this beautiful lemon pepper wing Wednesday. Okay? Uh, critical race theory. Okay, we're hearing all the chatterings, right? The talkings about CNN. NBC, CNNBC, all the news platform um, across the nation, right, are discussing critical race theory. Okay, and, uh, you know, it is my opinion and only my opinion that a good eighty-five percent of those who form uh, those who form an opinion on critical race theory or the acronym CRT are incorrect. Okay. Um, and for a number of reasons, okay? Uh, critical race theory is a set of principles and a compilation of law jargon that does not translate uh, into layman's terms so easily, right? Matter of fact, um, in, in order to fully understand, and I'm not saying that I fully understand, but I get a, a, a a piece, right? I get a, a, a brief understanding of what the concept means, um, breaking each word of critical race theory down individually, okay? Um, but Harvard doctoral programs teach critical race theory, you know, and this is something that I, I have not fully consumed yet. However, um, it is also thoroughly a thoroughly racist ideology because it imputes evil to people based on the color of their skin. It is already bad enough to attribute faults to people based on their own ancestors, misty before they were born. But a critical race theory establishes guilt based on far less than that a vague resemblance to a long dead and suspects its 
insufficiency. Okay, this was a blurb that I pulled from a author from the American Enterprise Institute. So clearly, we already see that the vast majority of the population of people uh, define critical race theory as a racial, a racial um, pointed set of guidelines, belief systems that uh, African Americans, right, black, brown, whomever, um, are trying to use to up the dominant society. Okay. Um, to break down critical race theory, okay? Critical um, defines itself as expressing adverse or disapproving comments. Um, race, a grouping, a grouping of humans based on shared or social quality, okay? A grouping of humans based on shared social quality, okay? Um, we all know how we like grouped into um, that stereotype, okay? History speaks for itself, even as um, even as of today. Um, a theory is a set of principles on which the practice of an activity is based. Okay, critical race theory. Um, my definition: that compilation of words uh, is defined as a set of scholarship, right, based on social construct. Okay. Um, for for me to try to define what that means, um, I would I would be rambling for hours, right? But we'll focus on um, a word of the day that I did maybe last week, right? The five tenets, the tenets, okay, uh, which is a principle or a belief, okay. Um, the five tenets of critical race theory. Um, and if I'm looking down, I apologize, it but it's a lot. I'm over here, to, uh, I'm scribbling and stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm on Paul. I, right. hear, uh, I hear like Mickey Mouse or something in the background. Paul's got the babies right now because the wife's not home. But y'all bear with us, baby. We got dope content. He got to pull double duty. It's all good. But like yeah. I said, Neil, yeah, I'm looking all down. Good. I'm scribbling and stuff because it's a lot. When you brought it to me, I was like, yo, he trying to rabbit hole us. But this we've been waiting on. It took us 13 episodes to get there, but we're here. So I'm in here. Get to him. <laughs> right. So you know what, PK, man, it, it is a rabbit hole subject, man, but I've uh, done my darndest, man, to um, to pull certain pieces of it. That way it's uh, easily communicated to whoever's viewing this, who has no idea um, what CRT is, uh, what's going down in Texas, Tennessee, Oklahoma, these people passing these bills in the education board, Texas education board. Um, which I, will, I do want to talk on, uh, I'll speak about briefly, but five tenets, five tenets of critical race theory, okay? Counter storytelling, um, which means it provides that side of history that is not taught through institutional academia, okay? Um, for example, um, the grades K through 12, when they go through that brief, and I mean very brief, synopsis of slavery. They don't tell you how um, slave masters raped our women, right? Um, performed homosexual acts on our men. Um, they don't tell you that, right? So that's the counter storytelling um, that is comprised, one of the tenets of CRT, okay? And I'm not saying that we have a fifth grade teacher that's going to Victoria's class and telling her that such and such raped right. such and such. However, that, that counter 
storytelling variable is something that is um, being attempted to be stripped from the education system, okay? Uh, the second one is the prominence, right? The prominence of racism, uh, racism um, at its permanent form, which means that from a social construction, right, from in the inception of racism, right, meaning that it will always be here, no matter uh, whatever policies um, are put in play, okay, no, no matter how many times we get a, a, a Nike commercial that says equality such and such, we get a mural of George Floyd, we get, uh, you know, affordable uh, housing for black and brown communities, right, um, we get education, uh, equal education across various zip codes. Um, none of this stuff has been put into legislation. It's not written down. Therefore, racism is still permanent uh, to the effect that there has been no change since. Okay. Um, if anyone has any questions, PK Wally, I ask y'all monitor them comments, man, because I'm I'm freestyling right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, the third tenet of critical race theory is uh, whiteness as a property. Um, and this is based on um, a few different things, okay? Uh, let me see, I'm looking at my, my notes here, okay? Uh, back in the day, okay, uh, there was a famous thing. No, no, no. I just opened up the I opened up the comments. I got the volume though, so you good. Keep going. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Um, okay, so what was I? Okay. Uh blue, 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 blue. excuse me, forgive me, forgive me. Whiteness is a property, okay? Which means that uh back in the day, okay, back in the day, day, uh prior to Jim Crow era, um, there were a lot of legal cases, legal battles, okay, to where uh, we had a lot of biracial, black and white uh, population of people who, uh, for, in the back, for the lack of a better term, um, those legal entities or loan officers could not tell what the nationality of that individual was, okay? And so, uh, let's just use, I'll use Preston, his name as an example, okay? <laughs> Right, right. Preston Gathers, okay, is a fairly light-skinned black fella, okay? From the naked eye, we can't tell if he's Caucasian or he laughed. I'm sure he's Paul. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just using gotcha. Preston as a name. Um, okay? Uh, we can't tell whether or not um, Preston is Caucasian, if he's white or if he's black, okay? So based on his complexion, um, giving you the eyeball test, right? You are afforded an opportunity that would not be granted to somebody who looks like me or Paul, okay? Um, therefore, you're granted the loan, Preston, based on uh, colorism, right? And uh, that's how the term whiteness is a property is formed, okay? Because you can take that, you have tangible evidence that says, hey, because I look like this, these are the results, okay? And that's breaking it down into layman's terms. Um, you want a, a, a 
heavier definition, you know, the, the quad, you know, BFA will provide you that, that info, okay? The fourth tenet, interest convergence, which means uh, the only way that we will see any type of change, okay, um, within the community is if the black agenda collides with the dominant society agenda, okay? Case in point, and this is the most recent example, okay, uh, the George Floyd case. Um, my man, right, the officer was convicted. Now, I'm not saying, okay, don't quote me on this. However, I mean, there's, there's data and statistical analysis that proves that, hey, you know, there were certain decisions that were made based on the history of what uh, happens when we don't get our way, okay? Now you have uh, the BLM, and I put that in air quotes, right? And you have these different entities that destroy cities, right, for that black agenda. Um, however, that's what interest convergence means, okay? That means that the black agenda or black and brown agenda collides, right? And now our interests are the same, okay? If that makes sense to everyone. Um, and the fifth, the uh, critique of liberalism, okay? Uh, this is one where that was a, a tad confusing to me, and, and I'm not going to touch on it too much. Um, however, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to my notes on this one because I don't want to, I can't really paraphrase it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the note. I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a handful or a mouthful right there. It, it, it is. All right, so uh, basically... Um, it says uh, white people, okay, and, and, I, and I won't say white people, right, because there's a population, the dominant society is not comprised of only just white people, okay. Critical race theory um, in itself as a, a body of work, literature, speeches, text, textbook, right, is comprised of all nationalities, Asians, Hispanics, Blacks, Whites, Okay, um, interest convergence, not interest convergence. Um, uh, Your critique. The yeah. critique of liberalism. Right, right. Um, I'm trying to find my note. I can't find it. Is it one say in the education system? Okay, yes. Okay, so, so basically, um, and this will bleed beautifully into my, my questions for you two, okay? Um, to where uh, we can kind of spitball this thing back and forth, man, because I'm interested to see the two of your perspective, right, as, as well as the viewer. Um, so basically, um, social construction, right, as a, um, an idea, a theory, a practice ideology is inserted into, um, into uh, into law, okay, from an early age of the United States of America, okay, uh, and I'm talking Declaration of Independence, I'm talking Constitution, right, these, these uh, bodies of texts, uh, I can't think of that word, but they, they basically uh, are communicated from then to two, 2021, okay, and those first 
uh, secondary tertiary effects are education system, okay? Case in point, uh, the Texas Board of Education, right? Um, since those laws are passed down from um, who we are as a, a nation, that stuff is communicated to our uh, education system and is taught to our K through 12. Um, and it's communicated from K through 12, right, until your collegiate years, right? Your <coughs> freshman through uh, your year of college into graduate um, on to doctoral where they introduce you to critical race theory. <laughs> well, you know, at that, at that point, it's kind of too late, you know, because you've You've sort of already been taught that, hey, you know, um, uh, Martin Luther King, did he really give a speech? You know, um, who was he really for? Right. Then you dive into critical race theory and you un you start to peel back and unpack these different histories. Right. Uh, which is loosely defined as the critique of liberalism. OK. Um, and that's those are the five tenets. Right? Those are the bodies. Um, the branches of critical race theory that has the United States panties <laughs> in a bunch for the yeah, state, right? Uh, you know, and, and, and so, so basically you have to understand um, what happened yesterday in order to make tomorrow's decision um, and what the Texas Board of Education is doing. They don't really care what happened yesterday. Uh, they want a, uh, a clean slate Right, because if everything goes their way, when the three of us, right, when we're in our 60s, 70s, 80s, our kids, kids, kids are going to say, "Hey, can you tell who was Martin Luther King?" You know, these are these are these are figures that we know that are worldly mm -hmm. known, right? So through attrition, right, through attrition, which is you know the natural occurrence of wiping something away or you know things gradually disappearing right, for the lack of better uh easily put um those histories are no longer valid they're no longer um expounded upon they're no longer taught okay um wally you know you got young babies man um and they're about to dive into this k through 12 um and they may get hit with um, those effects of critical race theory. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sorry. No, no uh, I'm yeah, just I'm, throwing in like, you know, for our viewers and everything, who, who had even heard of it, who knew much about it, you know, just hit us in the comments, just let us know. I know, we, I know a lot of school teachers, you know, they may not be at liberty to speak upon it, but you know, if they, some thoughts, questions that you have, we'll, we'll address those as well. So I just want to throw that out there because I knew a little bit about it. And like I was telling Paul offline, um, before we started talking about it, you know, before you bought up and this is what you want to dig into, I knew a little bit about it, but it doesn't hit me as hard or it doesn't resonate. It wasn't resonating with me as hard until I started digging into your articles because I don't have kids that are going K through 12 and I got to worry about what I'm teaching them and also what they're teaching them and what parts I need to give them or what's being omitted and everything. But digging into it, I still have nephews and younger cousins and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it affects me daily, you know what I'm saying, um, as well. 
it's not just a K through 12 type thing. That's what it's, that's most of the talks. I mean, this is everyday life. So that's what right. I was, this has made me right. do a whole lot more research into oh. it. And some of these states that have, you know, passed this law, yeah, we ain't gonna talk about none of that. So I'm like, wow, you know, it's just crazy. Right. So, and, and, and um, Wally, before I, I get into that question, man, so uh, what you just said, PK, even as a, even as a business professional, right, um, certain uh, words like uh, uh, equal opportunity in the workplace or uh, I can't think of the name of it, um, to where they hire a certain amount of cultures within mm -hmm. in a workplace. To, uh, Diversity hires, man. Come on. They're yeah, they are yeah. diversity hires, but I'm I'm looking for that yeah. that word, and yeah. I can't think of it. Inclusiveness. Um, uh, no, it it'll come to me later when it when, when tonight. Baby, sit up like <laughs> in the bathroom. But another right, but another synonymous term for what I, I can't think of right now is those at will laws right that each state have where they can just terminate you uh with no type of um reason like behind right, it, you know like fire right fire hire. i know virginia is like all of them at, at will right the word at will, all yeah. those. Yeah. we can just walk up to you and say hey paul go and clock out for me big dog you know what and I'm saying? it's just picking stuff up you get that right. tap on the shoulder and then it's like hey like yeah sorry it's the, yeah. Right, right. You know, and, and yeah. it's so, you know, while I was researching the whole thing, you know, I, I started to dive back. I taught a class, you know, to my organization on the extremism, you know, and, and well, you know, I'm trying to figure out in hindsight being 2020, you know, why extremism now? You know, this was slated actually during the Trump administration. Affirmative However, action. However, he, uh, there you go. Thanks, Affirmative Come action. Thank you. Yes, that's that's what I was looking for. You know, um, yeah, we, we were supposed to teach this extremism class. You know, last presidential term. Um, however, it was nicked. You know, nixed because um, President, former President Trump, did not want to. Uh, he didn't want those kind of goings on in the in the organizations. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, not to digress too much, um, Paul. Okay, uh, based on our conversations offline, man, and, and and what I what I was talking to you, you two fellas, and those that are watching, um, questions that I do have for you, man. Um, one, okay, do you agree or disagree that certain variables? of critical race theory should be kept or removed from the K through 12 platform. Uh, it goes back to, it goes back to what you were saying as far as like, you know, just who's on the board and you got the wrong, I don't want to say the wrong people, but you don't have enough of the right people on that, uh, on the board that's, that's making all the decisions. So if you get somebody that looks like us, in there that makes it a little different it's it's a little it's a little bit of a speed bump to try to pass off something like this and say oh we don't know who martin luther king is or you know what i'm saying but one thing i will say um for us is 
we got the sugar-coated version. Our parents and our grandparents actually went through it. And then the other part of it is, you know, nobody's ever going to want to own up to it anyway. So you're never going to hear what you said about, you know, stuff that we saw in, man, what, like Rosewood and all those type of movies where you got it, you know, you got it live and direct. Um, but for me, like you said, Neil, going to or going all the way up through the highest level of education and then that's when you finally learn about it is pointless. I understand our kids, you know, being younger, like elementary school, you know, that might be too young to start unpacking. You can do it at home, but as far as like trying to get every child to understand at that level, nah. I would say, I would say a minimum, it should really start to, it should start to be included in like middle school. So like sixth grade, I would say, because at that point, that's when, you know, as a child, you start to go through those physical and mental changes. You start to have more questions in general about stuff, regardless of, you know, what it is that you like to do or what type of family you come from. You start to get very inquisitive about, dang, so my parents let me do this with him, but his parents won't let him come to my house. You know what I'm saying? You start to see those different scenarios play out and it starts to build the intrigue of like, why is this the way that that is? And for me, um, I want it for my kids. Um, I don't expect it to be included for them to learn. So it's going to have to come from home. You know, um, The, the, the wrong people have all the money in the say-so when it comes to matters like this. And I really strongly feel, and I, you know, I don't want to throw it out there, but flowers are flowers, you know, L-O-N, you know, legacy of Niga C is, is really honing in to that. And I feel like there's not enough people that are willing to do that at no gain. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like what you know, stuff like what you and Dana are doing, you can't put a monetary value on that. That's correct. And and just knowing how strongly and how passionate you know y'all are about it, it would be okay at a at a larger spectrum to be compensated for that. But you still gonna wake up tomorrow talk to her and figure out what's the next thing that we can do to continue our uh, efforts of outreach. And we need, we need more people like you and Dana that actually want to be teachers in the school system. And not even just black people, you know what I'm saying? Like it needs to be that culturally diverse person who is interested in sharing healthy knowledge. Because there are the, uh, what's his name? Rick Santorum. There's too many Rick Santorum out here who take pride in teaching their children this inner circle stuff. That's not what I want to say, but you know what I'm saying. It's a lot of those parents out here that teach this 
and they'll never know how big that circle really is or how much it could really be expanded because they don't want to be real with their children. And then they also want to teach their children at that young age that they are of privilege. And um, I heard it at work today. I have coworkers who have young children the same age as my kids, right? And one of them said, I don't really talk to or plan on talking to my son, my four-year-old son about race because it's pointless. And I'm listening to this conversation and I'm like, you know, listening and I'm trying to figure out why is it pointless? And, you know, he's like, and his response to the other person he was talking to was, he gets along with all of his friends. So there's no need to share that information. So apparently you're only keeping your child in a controlled environment where all of his friends look like him or her, right? Yeah. Then if there are any children, if there are any children who are different, then there's no reason or you're going to tell them, oh, well, you know, you know, Ashton over there, go play with Ashton. Vanessa and Timothy look different than Ashton, but Ashton looked just like you. We'll play with Ashton. And that's the vibe that you pick up from people that are either afraid of it or they've at one point in their life been consumed by it and they're afraid to publicly acknowledge that that's how they still feel. Mm -hmm. Shelby said, love for mankind should start from birth. Everything important in life begins at home. But if home and, is teaching you that way, like you right. said, Paul. All the all of the racial prejudice, all of the uh, ethnic bias, all of the um, the profiling or whatever, those are taught behaviors. That's not something that you wake up and naturally understand. Like, will Victoria at some point understand that? Yeah, she will. She will be taught. But right now, if she wants to go in her classroom and the first person she runs over to is uh is roman it doesn't matter right now yep. but if she asks me a question you got to be straightforward about it and that's where we all fail as parents or just adults in general when you deal with children or when you talk to that younger generation where you're supposed to be passing the baton of knowledge to them and just kind of kicking it to them real, but still trying to teach them to be open-minded about stuff and not have that prejudice. Like that's that's where it falls on us. And that's where a lot of the failures come in at because a lot of us don't want to teach. Or we only want to talk to the younger people that look like us. That's always good. That's always productive. But, you know, that's going to run its course because Ray Ray and them, they might not want to go tell nobody what we teaching them. <laughs> but we got to really just grab anybody that we feel as though will be a filter and, you know, be that sponge to soak it all in. And then at the same time, be willing to pass it to somebody else and be like, yo, man, did you know that CRT was doing this in Texas? Blah, 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 blah. Like, you got to really have somebody that's willing to run down that cadence of everything and they don't care. Not, not they don't care, but they have the confidence 
and interest and willingness to want to share it and they don't care who they're talking to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be able to talk to Neil and Preston the same way I would talk to Miss Susan, who's 40 years older than me and don't look nothing like me. Or, you know, Enrique, I want to tell him what's going on just so he knows what's up with my people or something that he may not know that was beneficial to his people in the workplace or whatever, you know? So, um, I didn't mean to, you know, rabbit hole it, but, um, <laughs> as far as education, as far as education for me and mine, um, I think it's a, I think it's a necessity, but regardless of if they get it at school, they're going to get it at home. So. And then I think Bree earlier, she was like, you know, it's all in how you package it. You can make it digestible for any age. You know what right. I mean? It, it's just all in how you package it. And that, that applies yeah. to everybody, you know, yeah. From, you know, K through 12 on up to your seniors. It's just all on how you, you package it and deliver. It can be digested, but they yeah. got to be willing to be open and listen. Or, to I, or before I pass it, um, just kind of like the, the educational aspect of it. Um, in graduate school, they want to start talking about CRT. Everybody not going to graduate school. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't want to get their PhD. Everybody doesn't want to get their master's. Some people get their bachelor's and say, yo, I'm done. Or some people just finish in high school or they get their GEDs and they jump right into the, you know what I'm saying, into the workforce or they join the military. So right there where they're offering it, it's offering it to the people who have the catered path to get there. And it's not us. So that's all you're going to see on that panel of board of education. When you're talking to the superintendent, he's sitting there talking to everybody. Everybody look like him. Just like what did, what did Janet say a couple of episodes ago? It's very difficult to be anybody that looks like us talking to somebody 30, 40 years older than you or the opposite sex or of the same sex that don't care nothing about your problems because they ain't never had to deal with it. Brianna said, not ever in this episode, not ever being, not ever being the minority is privilege in itself. You know, right. I have so many people that after George Floyd and you know, certain instances and come up and say, well, person, you know, I never even knew you didn't have to know, you know what I mean? You, that you, yeah, you didn't know. You probably will never know. But if you want to sit yeah. down, we can talk about it. I can learn you a little something or whatever. Yeah. Um, it just takes me back to remember the Titans. You know what I mean? It was out celebrating after the game. And they was trying to, you know, trying to get PDM to go in the bar with him. It was like, we're not going to serve him. And a uh, dude was like, come on. He said, hey, I didn't know. He said he didn't want to know, you know, all that all that kind of stuff, you know. So right. they want to open their ears up. We can, you know, talk to them about it and stuff like that. Because I'm open to have conversation about any and everything. It's but hard. let me say my piece and you can say your piece and we can, you know. It's, it's hard to decipher because there's so many people our age that want to adopt all of our culture. But their parents are the ones that ain't never wanted nothing to do with us. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to pass that information. Like, you know, do... Does Joseph really want to talk to me about it because he he wants to be able to identify with me as a person and he respects me or my people as a man? Or is he just asking out of curiosity because he doesn't know, so he just wants to know, so I'm his charity case or I'm his token conversation for the week? 
it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to be on the receiving end of those conversations because you don't know where they're coming from. Especially when you're trying to dap me up and you talk like me and all that, and then <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got the you got the Confederate this and that or whatever else you might have going on in the house. You got that front and center, and that's all that people know you for coming from your family. Right. It's kind of hard for me to make it, you know, take you serious and think that you really want to get to know me or that you have an interest of understanding or wanting to understand. Like, I, I just, eh. <laughs> eh. Yeah. It's, 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 it's touchy, man. It's, it's a tough one, you know, especially um, kind of going back to the, to the, in the, in the classroom, right, for, for kids. You know, I remember at Fort Campbell High, man, they uh, they harped on, you know, what was the bloodiest battle of such and such, you know, uh, the battle of such and such, such and such. Now, the conversation, right, is going to come up in some household and they're going to say, hey, mom, dad, what is Juneteenth? You know, uh, and they're going to say, oh, OK, well, that's, you know, that's what they celebrate, you know, their freedom. Freedom from what? You know, oh, they were slaves. For how long? What is a slave? Who who owned them? Why, why, so they, why were they owned to begin with? <laughs> right. Were they always here? Did they come? You know what I mean? These are these are questions that because we just had Juneteenth, right? We've had St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> you know, we've had uh you yeah, basically, you know, but we just got Juneteenth. Uh, are they taking Columbus? Are they talking? Are they taking Columbus Day or Columbus out of the history books? I mean, you you know, those are. Yeah, that's a, that's I'm a, just a asking, conversation. I'm just right? asking for a friend. Right, you know. So you know, and, and this is not a this is not my my conversation. Right, is not a this a us versus right. them. It's more of a, right. hey, you know, in order for us to move forward, you have to know where I come from, okay? You have to know, uh, when I, even when I was in the Army, okay? Uh, when I PCS'd, when I made enlisted senior enlisted ranks, when I PCS from one location to the next, I brought my history with me. Right? Hey, so I'm call, how were you in Korea? How were you at in Iraq? Did you do this already? Right, because they would not progress you or promote you to the next grade unless they knew what you did yesterday. Okay, so how do you expect? And and really, that's 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 an elementary principle. Okay, um, me and my wife would not get married on a on a Tuesday if I didn't know her Saturday through Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean? For the lack of a, a better story, but. Uh, you have you have to have that history there, okay? So I don't see how one could progress without knowing what you mm -hmm. did yesterday. And you were moving mm -hmm. from K through twelve. Um, I, I'm not really sure what the intent is. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Wally, you you basically touched uh, on my second question yeah. that I had for okay. you. You want me to? We can go back on that now if you want, though. I'm cool with that. Okay, um, so my question was, A, if, if teachers are removing specific history from the classroom to display a more acceptable um, approach to not offend 
other children of different nationalities, how important is it to the Wallace family to um, educate your children? You know, how deep can you go with your children um, with them being so young? Um, well, the first part of the question, uh, or just in general collectively, it's extremely important. And it's extremely important because you got to be honest. You can't just say, you know, everything was here and this, you know, was founded or this was discovered. And, uh, you know, all we did was start building homes, uh, growing crops, and then we started industrialization. Like, how dry is that? So, <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, there's no conflict that happened. Was, so everybody got along. Was there diversity? Like, there's no way for you to sit there, and and I, I want to say it too, also from um, a sports standpoint, because everybody wants to make money or advertise when it's. Uh, Latin month, pride month, black lives matter. But when it's not relevant to monetary value, does anybody care? That's called interest conversion. Does does Los, does Los Spurs or El Heat or whatever, does does anybody care about that when it's not Latino month or Latin month or Hispanic, you know, heritage month or whatever? I'm sorry if I'm saying it incorrectly. You know, I, I don't know the exact terminology for it, but y'all know what I'm saying. Um, so I wouldn't want her to sit in a classroom with somebody of a different ethnicity and all she's hearing about is the history of his or her ethnicity. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, well, what about people that look like me? Because my family looks different from his or her family. And then it was just like, oh, well, you guys just came over here, um, you know, one day and started working and got jobs and had a community. And, and Martin Luther King had a dream and Rosa Parks sat at the end. <laughs> And and that's the thing, man. Like you you will literally hear people say stuff like that and be like, I don't know what talking talking in, in reference to us, people of color, any any anyone of color and say, I mean, you know, they were fine when when they had Obama. Like <laughs> what does that mean? Does that mean that that's the only person? that look just because they look like us that's the only person that's supposed to fight for us or respect us or even acknowledge us as a presence like do we need to go and talk about three-fifths mm -hmm. i'm gonna let that go hoodie's coming by the way <laughs> uh so <laughs> I, I just don't, there's a way to discuss it without offending anybody. You don't have to say, y'all know what I'm talking about. 
that that term, the seed that used to be thrown into the group text. You know, like you don't have to. Huh? Karen. Karen. No, not no. You know, yeah, yeah, that. Um. And uh, you don't have to say that, but I could talk to Victoria and her friends or Gabriel and his friends or Elijah and his friends. And I can say everything in a respectful, understandable way without it being a conflict. Now, you may not understand what I'm saying, so therefore you gotta go home and ask questions. And then what did we say at the beginning of this conversation? That's where the problem comes in at. How are you? Bree said, um, it leads me to this, the education system don't really be giving them what they need, what I need them to give them. So I don't know if I even want them teaching our babies their history. Yeah, that's that was a dope point, man. Because you know that that goes. I mean, all of that, all of that is is coupled with with uh, CRT, okay? Because I mean, there's that her statement was loaded with so many different uh, variables, man. You know, um, I did a little video last week. You know, maybe the week before. You know, our our, our kids uh, they go to school. The teachers uh, talk to the parents during conference time, right? And they they give them uh, these prescriptive uh, feedback sessions. Hey, hey, you know, while he, he's he's a good kid, man, but he but he can't stay focused. I think he, he needs to go talk to Mister um, Gathers um, and see if maybe he needs a prescription for ADH such and such, right? Or they're not they're not uh, learning their alphabets fast enough. Um, I think they need to go talk to Mr. McCall down in room such and such, and then prescribe them such and such. You know, um, or they're just not giving they're just not teaching them the um, the type of information that they could be taught at yeah. home. You know, uh, me and my yeah. wife, me and Dana, we we've had numerous debates on whether or not we were going to send Uriah my middle baby to school, you know, and you know, the three of us was, was chopping up the other day about how progressive he is in his academics, you know, and our fear is, Hey, you know, if we send him to this school, you know, is it going to, is he going to be able to um, excel as easily as he does in our home at home classroom, you know, um, maybe the method of teaching, uh, is different you know maybe the way we describe how to do such and such is different maybe the inflection of our voices right maybe it raises it piques his interest more you know is this teacher going to give him those same uh that same energy i, I don't know you know uh that's a chance that we want to take just to build on his his uh you know his uh I don't want my baby to be socially inept, <laughs> pretty much. You know what I mean? Uh, or awkward in the class. You're, you're, you and Dana are are there, and like I said, it's just a willingness. Like, okay, what did they teach you at school? Okay, some of that is true, but this is what else that you need to know about it. 
Right. You know, I, I just I, I, I didn't uh I didn't learn as much about Frederick Douglass as I did Genghis mm-hmm. Khan in school, you know. Um I didn't know who Derrick Bell was, you know, who basically uh coined the CRT thing and made you know him and his colleagues. I didn't know I didn't know nothing about that, but they've been teaching since the 70s. Yeah, 40 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Right, but then you, but you, but you harp on Gettysburg for weeks, and then you give me a fifty-page test on it. I haven't talked about Gettysburg in well, you gotta write, years, you gotta write a paper about it and and pull out all of the key factors and make sure you know who said what or who directed uh, directly gave this command. Right. You know, and and I'm not saying that, you know, learning about Frederick Douglass, you know what I mean, or any black figures would have helped me propel in life, but give me, but teach me something that, that that's going to put me on your level right out of high school, yeah. right out of high school. Yeah. The, the army shouldn't have been my, from which for me, it was my only option, but that was the most viable option, but it shouldn't have been that. I should have left high school as a plumber. <laughs> Or, or, at, or at least knew how to do turn a wrench, you know, outside of my, the household, yeah. or balance a check. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, I, you know, I, you know, I'm a, I, I digress. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, I, Paul I, Wally, I appreciate you, bro. That was uh dope responses, man. Um. My man, Gavis, aka the Pete. Okay. Okay. Um, kind of rewinding our conversations back, man. We we kind of talked about uh, social construction, right? Social constructs, right? Um, do you agree that social construction exists? And if so, um, give me a couple of examples. You know, what I, mean? I, I literally just put rabbit hole question. Absolutely. <laughs> It absolutely. We can go on it for days. I, before I even started to sit down and even think about it, I just started rattling a couple couple off. So I said, first, I'll go with social construction by a sociology definition, an, an idea that has been created and accepted by the people in a society class, but they claim that as theory. Then psychology definition, uh, social construction or a social construct or a social concept is an invention or artifact of a particular culture or society that exists solely because people agree to behave as if it exists. So it mm. word of mouth basically is how I, I took all of that. So every, every, I started just to go down the list and the, and the first one I said was money. It was a dollar bill. Me and, me and Janet, we went for a walk today. We were talking about it. There was a, a dollar bill. And they started changing the numbers on it. One, five, 10, 20, 100. Penny, quarter, nickel, dime. Somebody somewhere, that was never written in law way back. You know, somebody somewhere said, we're going to assign value and meaning to this. And you have to have it to do and live and do whatever you want to do. You need this. That's, that's an actual, like a dollar bill. Somebody just said, hey, Let's make them pay us to live here. We're the only living beings that pay to live here and money. 
is a so that was my first one just an example i don't know if that just went way out there but i felt like that was just somebody and then you even go okay so if you got somebody if i had a quarter if somebody didn't tell me hey that's a quarter that's 25 cents if you get four of those you have a dollar and if you get five one dollar bills you have five somebody didn't tell me that i wouldn't know that it had value it's like when you give a little kid money you give a little kid 10 pennies they'll take that 10 pennies over a dollar just because it's it's more to hold they think they have more until we teach them that this is worth more than that's a that's that's a construction that was social construction hell i can give you a bitcoin now that's money you don't even hold i can't go and pull a bitcoin out the bank right. it's worth 60k right. so you know what you just said man that falls into that tenant of whiteness is a property man as far as my wife said uh, HOA, is a, <laughs> hoa is a construct <laughs> It is a construct. Oh my, yeah, that's a whole nother. But that one. Yeah. But yeah, that falls into that. That uh, that's one yep. of the tenants, man. You know. Um, no, go, no. Go ahead, um, when I was talking to some people at work, and and they said race. You know, race is a social construct. It's there's only one race, right? The human race. But when you assign the colors and you go back through, that that's another one that has been socially constructed to be what right. it is today <laughs> so so bro real quick man not, not to yeah. cut into you man I, I googled race right before this you know i googled what is race just to you know just to get a, a mm -hmm. google definition you know grouping of humans based on shared or social qualities a grouping who grouped who grouped us <laughs> you know y'all a black group i mean y'all the white you know, group that that that's a <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? So, I mean, so, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I got you. You said some examples. So I, I said I had money, I had race, and then I said uh, gender when they get into feminine, femininity, femininity and masculinity. Um, what's our, what, that's something a girl would do. And yeah, we on Can't Raise a Man and stuff, we say, you know, boys aren't supposed to cry. You know, the men are doctors, the women are nurses, the wife cleans the, you know, a guy shouldn't sit with his legs crawl like I've heard all kinds of stuff. That's a social society has constructed on what a man and a woman should do. Your feminine or masculine that you have. I asked that question. We real life pay to own a property and let someone else tell us that what we can do with it. So money, race, uh, gender, feminine, feminine and masculine. I said time. I always say time. Time. Somebody assigned yeah. meaning to time. Time is money. I always tell you, hey, we're running long. You know, time is, a, it's just a constraint, man. Somebody, you look at the clock, man, it's 10 o'clock. I need to be getting in the bed. Why? Says who? Somebody told you, you got bedtimes, you know, be back in before the streetlight come on. Over the years, it's been socially constructed that time is supposed to mean something to you. You're running late for the job. You're like, about 25 minutes late. Late to who, though? For that watch, the, the, the clock, the time. If I'm here, no matter what time I get here, I'm going to get the job done. So what, what what's the... You got to work your nine to five. So then I dug all into that back in the day. Time came from back in, well, one of the things like back in European society, they got paid by the day or they got paid daily. So they worked from sun up to sun down. You were paid. And that was how your time was calculated and how you got paid and all that kind of stuff. So somebody said, you know what? We're going to take this sundial and we're going to assign it some meaning, some meaning and it's going to have some value. We're going to call it time. And you got to be on time for this. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. And it's been socially constructed 
and society has accepted it as time is supposed to mean something. Time is money. You know, you're wasting time, you're burning daylight and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, even in our laws, man, you know, you get caught with a with a with a dime bag, man. You get time. time. <laughs> we don't, you know, depending on what type what class drug it is, yep. you're getting And then my wife, we were talking about this when going back to like the Bitcoin and stuff. Debt. Debt is a construct because of money. Like they say the, the, the US, the nation is in debt. And then I'm in debt. Like who do, who does the nation owe? Oh, they owe China. Or well, who does China owe? And and all that like debt is it's literally virtually when's the last time you held your like back in the day you get your paycheck out you was holding your money and everything i mean all that's direct deposit you didn't see your money and stuff anymore but yo you're fifty thousand dollars in debt well am i really though yeah you i mean because you've said that, that money is a value it's yeah you owe these people you know fifty thousand dollars now it's society has said hey you need money and if you owe somebody a bunch of money you know, but the nation's in debt. So right. Sally Mae can't be knocking on my door if Sally Mae owe Fannie Mae and Fannie Mae owe the U.S. government. The U.S. government, you know, we all owe. How right. we all owe? We all owe. Right. You know what I was thinking? <laughs> right. So I uh I unlinked my debit card on my Cash App. Right. I, I don't know when I did it, um, but I was uh, trying to send some money. I think to Dana. You know. Uh, I was able to send the money and it was available immediately, right? So these funds weren't tangible. However, if I don't have uh, money on that debit card, it will decline my card, right? So it'll, it'll, it'll decline something intangible as Correct. if it was tangible. <laughs> Constraint. That's all it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. You know, so you know, don't decline if it's it's it's, it's intangible. You know, yeah. let me borrow it. <laughs> hey, I got a Bitcoin in there. Well, we don't see it, sir. Well, that's because a Bitcoin is um is blockchain technology. But I got one in there. If you look hard enough, you know, and I got some dog coin in there, some Doji coin, some some cat coin. Right. I got some Light coins. I got some Quad coins. I got some BFA coins. Right, Just right. make one and throw it out there in the market. That's mm -hmm. what they did. And society has accepted it. Basically. I mean, there was so many. I, I mean, I, I went with, I put time. So I said, what, money, race, uh, feminine and masculine, time. I said, it's meaningful only in the context of human created systems to describe seconds, minutes, hours. That's what made it meaningful. Case in point, in some places, yeah, daylight savings time isn't even observed. So, you know what I mean? Right. What, what's this time thing we got going on? I mean, we, when we talk offline and we're on here and we say we're, we're going over time, I said always, yo, that's a constraint, bro. Family and marriage, family does not have to be the mom, the dad, 2.3 kids, the dog. You know what I'm saying? That Families can be mixed, Absolutely. blended, but society said it's mom, dad, 2.5, you know what I'm saying? 2.5 kids, one dog, one cat, two gerbils, one, says who? You know what I mean? So family and, and marriage, right. and then in parentheses, um, I put polygamy and uh, polandry. Um, government. If government weren't yeah. a construct, then we wouldn't be. There wouldn't be so many differing opinions on what's the best type of government. You Democrats, you Republicans, your independents, and all that kind of stuff. So society has constructed on what your government. Who you know? We can get into all of that as well. Um, I said technology. Importance and impact of technology is not the same for all because some people rely on it heavily and others do not. My grandparents, they've been getting along just fine. Just got a cell phone. They've been doing okay. I mean, 
They ain't on no Instagram and no Facebook and all that kind of remote villages and stuff. They they getting along. That's why when they see y'all with that camera phone, they be shooting them dead and holding them captive and stuff like that. <laughs> but you know, technology is another one of those that you yeah, we need it, but you can still get by with an old phone book and a regular old Graham Bell telephone, you know what I'm saying, and dial if you needed to. Janet said it's all set up to make something or someone lesser than to keep a hierarchy or spread fear. I'll give you that. And the last one I have was education. The process of learning is socially constructed. There is no universal outline for education. The values of a society play into the educational experience. I went to Savannah State, and I'll, I'll say it in amongst, you know, when I'm talking with people, and, oh, I went to University of Florida, and I went this, and I went that, or whatever. Where'd you go? I said, I went to Savannah State. You know, got my bachelor's from, and it'll get quiet or whatever. Oh, Savannah's nice. I mean, you know. Because I'm not a Harvard grad, you know, or a Yale. Or were they, you know, or were they impressed with the fact that you got your bachelor's? Oh, period. absolutely. You know that. You know what I'm saying? And so they were probably more surprised than impressed. Oh, you you have a bachelor's? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got my 122 hours just like you went and got yours, man. You know what I'm saying? So, but you went to Florida. And you paid, and I, when we, me and Jan went for a walk, and you know, you went to Florida, you paid sixty, seventy thousand dollars for it. And I was like, hell, even out there when they go on to USC and UCLA and all that kind of stuff, and mom's done paid for you to get in or to to uh, fluff your your resume. Meanwhile, Paul got Victoria. Victoria runs track. She's on the 4-H club. She's got a 4.5 GPA. Her tennis serve is outstanding. You know, she's got community service hours and all that kind of stuff. And we may look at her application but you know look at uh i'm sorry i'm sorry to jump in there my apologies for stepping away uh i see what what brie just said as far as and don't say you got a master's um i've gotten that as like the most awkward silence ever where somebody will say something and then they'd be like you know when did you get your associates i was like <laughs> seven years ago <laughs> and like oh <laughs> you know what i'm saying because that's what you that's what you have and then it's like oh you know so what what you you know what were you doing and then i'm like you know i did this to get my associates i went to art school and then i just finished my bachelor's two years ago and i'm almost done with my master's and it's like <laughs> well do you, you know have that documentation on you perhaps can I see it? Yeah, like, yeah, like, I can't make that up. Like, I've told y'all, I've had people ask me what my name is, and I show them or tell them, and they want to see my ID because they don't believe me. So, anything educational based, they don't, they don't want anybody that looks like the three of us. And Preston is, Preston is on the safe side. Preston doesn't have the sleeves like me and Neil. So, <laughs> they look, they look at this, and they like me and Neil have no type of like sense of. <laughs> articulation if that's even like nothing like we yeah. the most ignorant of ignorant on the planet you know what i'm saying yep. like there's no way we could be educated like this and you got beards and sneakers and like it, it's so crazy that's, that's, that's funny you said that so you know i had to do my physical yesterday i was telling y'all man and, uh i went in there and uh took the day off i had on some uh just dawn Raptors shorts, okay. The, uh, I know we know the, the Raptors <laughs> The Raptor fours, okay, and a uh, 
I got a Kyle, a Kyle Lowry dad hat. And uh, went in there, you know, arms is, you know, I got on some love oil, you know what I mean, that I got from She Gathers, you know what I mean? And uh, so tattoos is, they pristine. I go in there, soon as I get in there, they make an automatic assessment. Hey, are you, you know, our drug test hours are from <laughs> such and such. You know, I said, no ma'am, I'm here for physical, employment physical. Okay, well, this is only government. Yes, ma'am. And I had to go into that but whole you have I, had to, I, I shouldn't have to, you know. Uh, meanwhile, so I look around, you know, in uh, my audience or the you know people that were in the building, none of them looked like me, you know. Uh, they were all, you know, uh, maybe poloed, khakied up. You know, I went in there, hey, this is a physical. Right, right, you know, and uh, so I continued on, you know, and uh, I get back there and I, I do my thing and I'm just thinking about it the whole time, you know, and uh, so they finally figure out what my role is and they're like, hey, sir, you know, how do you like, uh, ma'am, I got, you know, I got things to do. <laughs> I'll mm -hmm. talk to you later, you know, yeah. funny. Okay, yeah. PK, uh, do you have anything else to say? No, to no, so, so Wally, um, you know, the social construction, I said something that society has constructed that we, we have took as word as bond. I said money, race, uh, feminine and masculinity, time, how the family and marriage should look, government, technology, and education. And I said, uh, there was one I, I read, it was kind of crazy because it, it says social construct of reality um, because it's something that's actually real. So it says your school exists as a school and not just as a building because you and others agree that it is a school. If your school is older than you are, it was created by the agreement of others before you. In a sense, it exists by consensus, by consensus, both prior and current. And that was just like a reality thing. Like that's a school because we said it was a school. Just so you you learn there. You know what I mean? So that was just is the it, last little note. Do uh, after your second question, um, do y'all mind if I kind of share that? Uh, school story with this placement test no we want you to i actually had wrote it down it was going to be shouted out anyway but yeah i'd, I'd love for you to tell it <laughs> i mean um, yeah. Yeah. come on baby. yeah let's 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 do that last question and then um i'll drop that in there because it's kind of tied into what happened and um you know, just everything we're talking about from an education standpoint anyway, but sharing with y'all exactly what happened would be pretty interesting, but it falls right in line with everything that we're talking about right now. So, right on. Okay. All right, cool, cool. So this is a, this is a relatively easy one, PK, man, but uh, again, I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, your thoughts on it. Okay. Um, Oh, I just lost my place. Was okay. Good. okay. Okay. Yep. Um, as a valued member, right, in the member in the workforce, you know, how do you equip yourself mentally and/or academically to establish a, set, a, a solid pivot, right, or your place in that work environment? 
I said, I, I just read it because I don't want I want to make sure I don't miss anything. So I said, it's sad because I've always had to be on my best behavior, as we were taught that from early on when mm -hmm. you're gonna be out and about in society, especially when you're not gonna be around a lot that look like you. So I can't say or do half the things that my counterparts can do in the workplace or in public just because of that. So I must learn the verbal and nonverbal forms of the world. So I'm basically a shapeshifter, so I'm trying to fit in while I'm out there, yet trying to stand out with my work and my ethic and everything that I have going on with that to try to make sure that I'm seen but not seen in the grouping of how they will put all of us together. You know, um, I hear that you talk white. You dress, you dress nice, but I'm always in my mind. It always is like, oh, you dress nice for a black guy, or you talk white, you know, or it can't be he's educated or well formulated sentences or articulate or something like that. You know, it's always in the back of your mind. So I literally wrote my code, my code switch game is on a thousand. You know what I mean? You got to have this to navigate pretty right. much. So then I, um, as I was doing my research, I got the Paul Lawrence Dunbar, the poet. He wrote the We Wear the Mask poem or whatever. So I read over that. And um, it's just funny, man. When I, I a couple of weeks back, I had to call somebody at a, I worked for a government contractor and I had to call somebody else. And um, his name is just like mine. It's generic. Um, hell, he, he, he won't know. Like his name is Bob Bell. <laughs> so I called Bob Bell and, I, you know, I'm, I had already prejudged him. Oh, my, you know, it's, so, um, I called Bob Bell and he picks up the phone. He's like, hello. I'm like, hey. He says, how you doing? I said, I'm Preston, this, that, and other. So we get to talking or whatever. And after that, he's in Atlanta, Warner Robins, Georgia. And, um, you know, we had that tone. We started talking. It was a nonverbal, my man. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we were, we were talking and stuff right, like that. Right, so, right. Yeah. I mean, your code switch games just got to be on a thousand who I'm talking to, how I'm talking to them, how I stand, how I walk into the office. It's sad to say I cannot have. And they'll say sometimes, you know, if I'm, I'm thinking about something, I'm already, the, the gears already turning for the day. They're like, are you upset? I'm like, well, why? Be, be, you know, so, I mean, so anyway, you know, getting back to, you know, how you pivot, how you deal with all that. My, my education, I'm always looking to be a step ahead of the game. We lost an employee. They were our notary. I was like, man, let me go ahead and get this little certification so I could be a notary for the job or whatever. Got that check mark. Um, we lost one of our facility security officers. I was like, man, let me start doing this FSO paperwork, you know, 40, 50 hours worth of training. Let me get that on the resume, get that clearance or whatever, take care of that. Um, anything. They, I'm looking at the PMP now for project management, just, just to keep on stacking stuff, you know, to, to make sure that I'm ready for anything. And without getting into it, you can line my resume up against somebody else's and if they know they know me if they seen me you know right that blind study i'll get an interview but you know we, we can get into all that so i say you learn to adapt you got to be on point whatever because you have to work twice as hard because you you're working because your work plus other intangible things are being judged daily so i have to keep that mindfully you know in the back of the mind so they're judging you on your conflict resolution accountability your humbleness self-awareness resourcefulness work ethic your intellectual curiousness, what what are you trying to get into? What do you want to do to help the team and everything? And learning. Like I said, my dad always said, even when I got my stuff together, I'm working on getting my stuff together, working on new certifications and stuff to make myself invaluable. 
Um, and then at the bottom, I put a lot of meditation and learning to not think, take things so personal because at the end of the day, whatever has them upset has nothing to do with me. So the last thing I had to give the people is like, <laughs> no one is time to leave or pursue a better opportunity and to remember to pre protect your boundaries. So I'm not going to let them just talk that slick stuff while I'm in there. I am going to hold my ground. But like I said, I have to be mindful on what I say because I can't say what some other people can say. But I mean, I mean, I mind my P's and Q's, make sure I'm, I'm tight. I, I, you know, I go in there and make sure I'm standing tall. The education, everything's going to be there. The articulation, the fluency and all that kind of stuff that I have to keep packaged to be pressed in while I'm there. It's just it's what I do. Make sure I stay on top so, of things. So at the so at the end of the work day, when you're walking out the office, do you untuck your shirt and then do the compass walk in the B-box as you leave? the Ew. Is that what you do? Ew. <laughs> I do that. Whatever shoe I have on, I take my shoes off, my blazer, and I put these on. <laughs> you chilling. <laughs> he big chilling. You showing me that is just it just there's there's two little things I want to hit right quick and then we well I guess we can get ready to go into a wrap. Even though we we going we gonna get ready to wrap and close out because we want to, not because of the construct of time and that it's almost nine o'clock. You know what I mean? So right. you putting that shoe up there. Um, one of our guys, one of our big up, higher ups, he he came bopping down there. This is a while back. No shoes on, just like in the workplace, just smooth down the, the workplace. I said like, I can never, you know what I mean. So that's one thing. And um, wow. last week, you know, I was walking by the kitchen. I overheard somebody say that you know I won't spend my I won't spend my dollars at these woke companies that are enforcing all this CRT, this critical race theory type stuff onto, you know, yeah, um, onto uh, the, the kids and the culture and, you know, Mickey Mouse saying it's okay to be gay and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so that was just all I really had out there. Jenna told me to hush for, I mean, we need them coins, even though them coins are just made up anyway, but uh, yeah, I'm, right. I'm gonna leave it right there. <laughs> I'm done. Mm, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, go ahead, Wally. You had you said you had. Yeah, some. are we going in the flower territory? We get ready, or, or what's up? I, I think I think we have. Uh, I think we have satisfied all bullets for what we needed to for CRT. Um, like I said again, I apologize, but you know when duty calls and mom is handling business, pops just got to jump in. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. But. Um, yeah, the only thing I really wanted to add to it is just based on what we were talking about with education. And I never mentioned it any, you know, anything um, like publicly. I didn't post anything, but, you know, um, I did share that personally with a few of my peers who know what's been going on as far as me and my family and, you know, just what I was doing working from home. And, um, you know, with with Victoria scoring that perfect 120 out of 120 on that placement test was the highest was the highest score in that school's history as well as the only perfect score in the history of that school and that school was founded in 1977 so here we are in 2021 43 or almost 44 years since you know the doors have opened and then also the uh, the proctor of that test personally told my wife that she's been doing this for 
like 30 some years and um that's the only perfect score that's the only perfect score that she's ever had and pretty much was astonished and the uh the school director when we had to go meet with her my bad it's almost bedtime for real um no you, you good bro you good. but yeah we we told the school director like you know she missed an entire 15 months of school and she's sitting there and she looks at us and then she's she just gave us this look like you know you got two young you got a young black couple in here your child missed 15 months of, of in-person learning and uh she got a perfect score on the placement test if if if, if michelle was here she would be able to tell you the look i don't even know if it was like astonishment but the look of disgust like how dare you have that happen that's what we felt and i mean i don't know it goes back to education man it's all it all starts in the home and they don't want to see it you know what i'm saying had we been in there with somebody else it would have been the greatest thing in the world and it would have probably been a lot more excitement but it was more confusion than anything else like how did this happen there's no way you were at home and y'all were teaching her this and she was still, she didn't fall behind. And she's even more advanced than where she should be. So the the constraints of where they want us to be can always be, you know, insert Allen Iverson stepping over Tyron Lou. It can be stepped over at any time because we, ain't, we don't have to settle for it and we're not gonna let our kids settle for it, but it needs to be a uniform thing amongst us and then all of our peers and just anybody you know what i'm saying like you should want that you should want that same accomplishment regardless of your son your daughter or any ethnicity it doesn't matter you know so but for all of our working parents who get it you know what it is man i mean like i said duty calls and if you don't understand or you have something to say about it, I dare you to try it. <laughs> so, uh, but um, but yeah, man, I feel like we 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 hit the nail on the head with that, and we did a good job with that. Um, episode four, are we in closing? Are we? Oh, Neil Compass got a little something he want to give us right quick. Okay, Neil, go ahead, drop that for me. Yeah, yeah, real, just real quick. <clears throat> this is about uh, the Texas Ed uh, Education School Board, the Education Board. Um, my wife, my wife posted a video, uh, and I can't remember the, the gentleman's name, uh, but he, he basically gives a, a brief synopsis on why um, Texas is such a, a pivot point um, with. Uh, this K through 12 and removing certain variables from uh, the uh, the classroom, and I and I looked it up, you know, and I found some information on a on a couple of dot orgs, you know. Um, so basically, uh, Texas, and I'm and I'm reading this straight from the website, is is one of the nation's largest textbook markets because it's one of the few where the states decides what books 
uh, schools can buy rather than leaving it to the local mm. districts. Uh, and that means that publishers get their books approved, can count on millions of dollars in sales. Um, so basically, you know, if PK and I were to write a social studies book that removed uh, all uh, history, uh, moralities, whatever actions the Ku Klux Klan did, Martin Luther King, uh, removed them from the textbook based on Texas Board of Education's guidelines, right? Um, that, would, that book would be mass produced on a national scale uh, to the, the other, um, you know, the continental United States, basically. Uh, that's why it's so, that's why Texas is so vital right now and why it's so important in the news because I made that analogy earlier in our conversation about the three of us being in our 70s and 80s and our children not knowing who Martin Luther King is. It's because, um, you know, just as a, uh, for the sake of conversation today, Texas is removing those, um, those academics from the national so yeah, that's that's all I got, bro. Just wanted to push that out. I um, we get into this. This is our, our as we wrap up our uh, business shout out. Uh, I sent Janet the link to drop in with everybody's stuff on it. I do have to give her her the the biggest. I mean, the celebration, the biggest amount of flowers. So she posted that uh the box the other day with her love oil or yesterday day before the love oil, the the blessing oil and all the oils laid out in this box. She was going to do a pitch to a company to see if they wanted to wholesale her items. And um, went in there, did the pitch today, knocked it out of the park. So everything you see in the Etsy shop, uh, they wanted some of all of it. So she's got a big order. going to be working overtime this weekend to get that ready for them. And um, I just had to give her a shout out because she worked on that. I mean, the presentation, the, the, how the box looked and everything, it was uh, fantastic, and it, and it got the job done. So I just had to make sure I gave her, you know, the biggest shout-out. So we start with, uh, you know, JanetGathers.com, the wellness, the healing, and now she's uh, got another branch called the She Gathers Wellness uh, Apothecary, and then that's the items that she has in the shop. We've got uh, culture college counseling, I mean, helping with college prep. Kelly and Company Crafting, they do mugs and shirts and everything. We've got uh, Chase and Charlie, phone accessories and much, much more. IT needs with AKs and tech. We got Neil and Dana with Legacy of Nagasi. Um, we got some natural products with Lissa's natural products. What you got there? Show, what, 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 tell me what's going on here. That look like Nah, this is old. That's just, that's old, man. That's just hey. you know a page from uh, these hey, hugs are my look hugs. Like, that look like me. Ain't got no daughters. These hugs are my hugs. No, no comment on that. Um, and uh, Katrina Cole, <laughs> she has wine shop at home. Uh, like I said, Janet's gonna drop those links in there, and I mean they'll they'll ship that wine directly to you. And last I have on here is these hugs are my hugs still avail available on Amazon. It is still doing numbers. Get that book, get it shipped to the house, read it to the kids, read it for yourself, and please, please, please leave a review. We are in the big thing. And, and get it signed. Hmm. You got to get it first. <laughs> and in doing so, 
he needs to improve because <laughs> right now he is not impressing <laughs> so i am not impressed because you have not improved your shipping man. so your with shipping. The, with all that being said man we, we thank everybody for tuning in was hope you enjoyed the show um we are on all the streaming platforms your google podcast your spotify your uh Oh, I was looking at that. Your Google Podcast, your Apple Podcast, your Spotify, your iHeart Radios, and your Pocket Cast, Radio Public. I mean, I think we're even on Amazon. Keep going, man. Yeah, I got, got 15, 15 more playing Let me get those out here. before we get out of here. We are on Anchor, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, iHeart Radio, Podchaser. Amazon, Audible, Stitcher, and Pandora. That's where we are right now. We are up to 16 streaming platforms, plus you still get this from us live. Episode 4 next Wednesday, same time, so same place. Wally, what are we doing before I hit the end button? What are we doing for episode 4? All right, man, listen. Episode 4, right? We go back 21 or 22 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to know some dirt. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. So we, we we got some stuff we need to do. We got some rapid fire stuff coming where I got some questions for y'all that I need to know. I need to ask some questions because I I got some concerns. And uh, <laughs> we we bring in the hot seat next week. So we're doing some rapid fire uh, Q&A. Yep. With with each other here, so um, we're not going to script the questions. We are not going to share the questions. It is literally going to be spur of the moment, right there on the spot. So um, we're trying to find out some some little embarrassing stuff. We're trying to find out some hidden gems. We're trying to find out some, some embarrassing secrets. You know, does, does Neil sleep with a snuggie in the middle of the day? Does does Preston meditate in the shower? Like, just whatever it is, does Wally wear frozen nightgowns when we do movie night on Fridays? Like, we really want to know this kind of stuff. So, <laughs> I'm just trying to find out. Uh, I got a question. So, right. You just, you know, I just got some questions because, you know, I don't really, I don't know if I can trust y'all for real. You know, like, you know, you take. You take away BFA and all this personal stuff. I mean, what have you guys ever done for me? You know what I'm saying? You are hilarious. Hey, with that being said, man, peace and love. We love y'all, man. We'll see y'all next week.